You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for another recap of RuPaul's Drag Race. And wow, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we went went from long episodes to short episodes, back to a really long episode. Whew, and a lot of drama, drama, drama. No use holding it off. I'll just get right into it. As always, I'm Rossi and Rakatiki Tata. Well, that was my backup, but my name is Colin and I'm kind of a nymphomaniac crossed with a mathlete. You know, that does describe you pretty well, <laughs> I have to say. For for not having met you in person. Yes. I think that works pretty well. Uh, do you want to just get to the, the uh, ending and then kind of talk about everything else? Sure, because that's what... The majority of this is—I mean, you can't really talk about anything else without talking about that. That's the majority of what we're here to talk about now. Yeah. So obviously, the drama mostly comes from this shock elimination—at least shock for me. I guess you could see the signs if you rewatched it. But like, not having any spoilers, like I was shocked to have a Bendelacrem self-eliminate <laughs> slash quit on a high, no less. Mm-hmm. Not a Chichi Devane low, like a. Like, this is a Colby Donaldson five immunity wins in a row streak. <laughs> and then just like, you know what? I'm done. Um, well, I, you said you had a lot of comments on this. So I want to hear what you have to say about this. Okay. Um, let's start here. Do we have about an hour, two hours? Um, I Okay, I hate any type of quitters on reality shows. And I think what makes this one harder is that he was at the top. I mean, didn't he say five out of six weeks he was at least in the top two? Uh, w- was there only a one week where he didn't at least do the lip sync challenge? Yeah, that was the last one with the soup cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the only one. So, I mean, this is like, I mean, this is probably, if Colby had won every immunity challenge going into uh, individual immunities, he won all the team ones, and then he won all those. That's the equivalent. There was no, This was Ben's season. There is no way Ben would have lost this, which is why this is so dumb. And I kind of get, you can, you, if you read Ben as a character throughout all these episodes, you could tell he's probably a very emotional person, but very good at holding it back and just doesn't let it show at all. So he almost comes across as emotionless a lot of the time. I think he took this whole drama so personally, uh, and really out of everybody who took heat for the vote outs up until now, he really should have taken almost none. I mean, he came right out and said last week, you know, his alphabet strategy or whatever. Um, so maybe he's, maybe he's the Sean then <laughs> more than the Colby, but uh, it's not like he really had a good reason of voting bills. And he was kind of playing it fair and playing it safe. And so many other people took so much heat this week. Milk took more heat than anybody. And at no point did we have milk say, you know what? I want to go out on a high. So I think he just, he took this so personally but didn't let that on and wanted to go on a high but maybe he just didn't have it in the computer maybe he just didn't want to get bitter i i know somebody like this that if they ever snapped they would really snap but for the most part they just seem like yeah it's all good nothing bothers me that's the only thing i could really think of because why would he go so far as to give this performance this week in the lip sync challenge he didn't have to do much. You don't have to do much to beat BB in a lip sync challenge, okay? But he was going all out. And then as soon as he won, he eliminates himself. It's just, ah, uh, 
the only thing I can think of is that it has nothing to do with I want to go out on a high or I want to go out on my own terms because he won this thing. There was no question. He was going to win this. So to give up like this, it can only really be for personal reasons. Yeah, it felt like having all those people come back, especially Morgan, mm-hmm. it felt so much like, did I do this wrong? Like, am I doing a disservice to people who like me? Because um, in the original season, they vote for kind of the fan favorite, which they call the Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. And so on the season that Ben was on, he won that. And so I guess he has some sort of respect to that title and wanting to preserve that identity of being oh. congenial and really nice. So that was the thing about, you know, saving face for the fans that somebody made a comment on. I'm guessing so. I mean, I I don't know too much about, you know, what happened post show or anything like that mm. to to get a say about whatever. But it seemed like that was kind of the mentality like we're gonna do this, this really safe thing about whoever's weak will go home, and then obviously it came to a head that Morgan felt like she wasn't the weakest. Mm-hmm. So what was the strategy then? Did you lie? Are you playing the game? What, what's the deal here? And I reckon that Ben might have not done this had none of them come back and caused all the drama. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this was another normal, hey, compete, do this challenge, hey, you win, congratulations, and then just like Kennedy goes home or something. Yeah. It was just a surprise. I don't know. Did you were you shocked by it? Like at the or, or did you kind of see the signs along the way? I had no clue because I was starting to think that maybe Ben would just I don't know uh, self sabotage throughout this episode, especially when you see uh, the challenge with with Adam Lambert like, where he just wasn't getting it. But then when the actual performance came up, I'm like, he's going all out. He's one of the best ones here with this goth girl or whatever. Uh, so I figured this would be like a redemption story. So when it happened, I'm like, what? And when somebody quits on a reality show, usually it's them saying, I want to quit. It's not, hey, I'm the winner. I'm the best one here this week. Uh, guess what? I'm going to step down. Like there didn't, to me, there didn't seem to be a lot of reasons. Maybe if I rewatched the episode, I would get it. But I don't know. This just, it's, it's completely unlike any quit I've ever seen on a reality show before. There was like a few signs that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I wrote in my notes, I was like, Ben's storyline is not about, is all about not wanting to eliminate. And when they were doing those kind of sit sit downs in the back about who who are you going to eliminate? Well, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. There was a comment that Ben made. Well, I can't eliminate Shangela because so and so for X, Y, and Z. I can't eliminate Trixie. And then it was like, I can't eliminate Kennedy. They all want this yeah. so bad. And I was like, that's a little weird. Why would you say that? Like, we know that you don't like to eliminate people, but I thought it was weird that he's like, oh, I can't eliminate these mm-hmm. people. And I was like. But I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't, I could not have expected, you know, this lipstick cover up. I don't don't even know what to call it. Whiteout, like, whiteout drama. I don't even know why you even need whiteouts. I don't know where Ben got whiteout. (laughs) Like, like, why would you need, I don't know. Well, I've got another theory on that. Um, Go ahead. And and it's actually my biggest annoyance with this episode because as, as annoying as it is to see somebody quit, this was kind of done in like a heroic way. So I wasn't disappointed. I mean, I was disappointed because I think Ben was the front runner to win. And if Ben doesn't win, it's going to be Shangela. And I mean, nothing against Shangela. It's just personality wise as a character outside of costume and performance. Shangela is not the most likable person. I don't feel Ben was, but when RuPaul was all like, I'm shocked with this or whatever. I'm like, RuPaul is like the creator slash executive producer of the show. There is no way RuPaul did not know this was going to happen 
before it came out. Because when somebody wants to quit on a reality show, I mean, they're going to pull them aside and the producers are going to talk to them. And they can't just say, hey, I'm quitting. If the, the producer have to say, this is what you're doing. Like, you have to have our okay to end the episode like this. So the idea that RuPaul's like, I, I can't believe this is happening. That was just annoying to me because RuPaul had to have known this and had to have known this will at least make for good TV. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't disagree. I think everyone else, though, was 100% shocked, including Michelle and the other judges. I think the only one may have been RuPaul that would have known because other people genuinely seem shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, mouths wide open. Yeah. <clears throat> and there are other, you know, tinfoil tin hat, is that the term? Like, yeah. the conspiracy theory hat thing was that BB knew that Ben was going to do this and therefore threw the lip sync. Because <sighs> um, we obviously get in the lip sync that BB just takes off her wig for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Aja has this confessional about one of the past winners, like having a dramatic, you know, taking off the wig. And BB just kind of takes it off for no reason. And, like, you can see that people were like, oh, what? What? Kind of yeah. confused. And so people are surmising that BB kind of threw it just to get this dramatic elimination about uh, Ben. I, I, I would almost buy that if it wasn't for last week and I mentioned this is weird, I'm getting invested in RuPaul's Drag Race now, but I won. good job, Rossi. I just have to get you invested in uh, greatest Canadian comedy of all time, Corner Gas, still to come. But um, if it wasn't for BB's lip syncing last week, which how BB won that, I don't understand because BB did not know any of the words and we got the same performance this week. It was like just stiff, no movement, uh, almost like what am I standing? Like what am I doing here? I don't know where I am right now. And it, to me, wasn't that the name of the song or something? Nobody's too? supposed to be here. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It felt to me like it was just your typical BB lip syncing performance. And I, I, don't, I don't care whatever the judges said last week. BB is the worst lip syncer on this show. And funny enough, I actually really like BB now going into the final episodes. But for lip syncing, I mean, this this just seemed like standard BB. Uh, oh. What was I going to say? I had the thought about BB. Oh, how oh, hilarious well, BB was. Sure. <laughs> I'll have some comments on that when we get into the, re- the rest of the episode. I guess we'll go through that now because we'll probably talk more about Ben's oh, elimination yeah. and the other people as we get through it. Um, but they actually pulled the twist on us last minute of instead of three queens being eliminated, it's five that are coming back. Which, you know, I was like a little surprised that they did that. I was like, why don't you just show all five? Like they saved no drama, but uh, we get all five of them come back. There's a little bit of drama. I think, you know, we talked a lot about in these past episodes about Thorgy always being relevant. Yeah. (laughs) Despite being eliminated early, but Thorgy came back in full force, piping in about everything, talking about the letter that comes back and everything. I was really excited. You know, I was a little annoyed about Thorgy and that I mean, diva challenge, but I was very excited to hear Thorgy talk because I think a lot of the points that were being made were fair. Like, I was like, hey, I kind of agree with that. And that makes sense. And obviously, at the end, Thorgy's like, oh, Mandela Krem being the martyr, sacrificing for the good cause and all that. Uh, I was so happy that Thorgy was kind of piping up about everything. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about Thorgy, so what what were your takes on Thorgy, especially? And I guess everyone else in this table chat. Um, Well, okay, this is one of the things I actually really liked about the episode. 
as far as bringing everybody back because there's different types of reality shows out there. Obviously, you know, you get the reality shows is just almost like a documentary series. This is falling more into like reality game show. You get the reality game shows where it's, uh, you know, a competition like Amazing Race or Survivor. And then you get the ones like this, which is almost more like a talent competition. So you could group it in with American Idol or uh, The Voice, MasterChef, Face Off, whatever. And almost all those shows will do something where they bring somebody back. And I always hate that because it's not that I believe, oh, if somebody's gone there, then they should be gone for good. But it just feels like such a waste because in most of these cases, the judges are the ones that cut them in the first place. So for them to be brought back on, it's like, well, we'll give them a second chance. What happens more often than not is that they're gone within one or two weeks after that because the judges never really wanted them there in the first place. It's just the producer saying, you know, it's good ratings if we bring somebody back. But in this, because it was, I guess it's a cross between a, you know, judge's decision and a strategy contestant's decision. It makes sense to bring somebody back. But if you're going to do that, why not bring everybody back? And making it a team challenge is probably the first time I've seen this in one of these, you know, talent type reality shows where I really liked it. And the other thing we kind of missed all season, uh, outside of, well, everything related to Thorgy, I guess, is this drama of just, you know, people bickering and at each other's throats. And I kind of assume that's what all of RuPaul's Drag Race would be because the whole, diva persona that these people have but they all just seem to be way too nice this season so i'm so glad even though i didn't really love thorgy as far as like the performance goes bringing thorgy back i mean thorgy has been all the drama all season and thorgy didn't disappoint in this uh the only person uh who took more heat uh outside of (laughs) shangela for you know thorgy's thing was milk which was another funny thing the complete reversal here because Everybody who's voted out was giving their piece, you know, Morgan. Oh, I didn't think it was fair because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't the worst one. I was in the bottom. Um, Thorgy. And then we had the whole drama with the, the letter and all that. But, uh, with milk, it was sort of like y- y- you're taking your turns. You expect it's going to get to milk. Milk's going to be like, I didn't think this was fair. I didn't think this was fair. And milk gives that reasoning. And then, uh, who was a Kennedy was like, yeah, but you know, the thing is, is you always act like you were higher than everybody else. And everybody's like, yeah, I agree. And it's just like hands going up around the room. And it suddenly became pile on milk, even though milk is the one who's supposed to have this moment of revenge. I just thought that was hilarious. And it really does fit. Milk. And Kennedy was, Kennedy was just there like, well, I did have reasons first. It was this. And then second it was this. And it was just like, yeah, so laid out and all the other, and so unapologetic, all the other castaways, let's call them that here. Um, are saying the same thing. They're like, yeah, you know what? You, you kind of were a jerk. Um, you kind of do have this superiority complex. So, I mean, that was great. I'm bringing milk back just for that was awesome. And of course, we got great milk moments throughout this. Like, uh, um, you know, well, this, this entire thing just seems to be milk, not learning from milk's mistakes. I did. I appreciate it. I really liked, I wish, oh no, I wish we got the, re-emerging storyline of the judges really wanted milk to be yes. there that you was talking about earlier in the episodes um uh, but the, throughout the whole thing i was just thinking about chi chi and chi chi's just <laughs> sitting there smiling because like she's she's not mad like she's like just send me home like week after week and then she there's no drama for chi chi like she doesn't have to say well you, i didn't think it was fair to eliminate me mm-hmm. and then we get the comment at the end like it's just like being a dead horse. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And it's just like, I just thought Trixie all the time. Um, 
And we get a lot of Thorgy, a lot of Shangela. Shangela was in everyone's business, mm-hmm. I felt like, especially with Kennedy involved. And I think that it was really interesting that Thorgy called out all this kind of quote unquote alliance mateship business about like, well, you want to save your friend. You don't want to save yeah. the best competitor or whatever kind of stuff like that. Do you think that this could produce problems for Shangela in the future because that's how Shangela set herself up? Or do you think it's all too kumbaya for that? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I just, I feel like there's something weird with Shangela's character in this episode, even a little bit in the last ones, where it feels like he's, he's, she, um, <laughs> Shangela is starting to get like a negative edit. Like, because... Shangela is kind of the one center around all this drama and even all the strategy and stuff like that, and all this talk, you know, whenever these shows, whatever the show is like Jamie watches the bachelor, I watch unreal, you know, the greatest show on television. So I know a little bit about the bachelor, but Jamie watches the bachelor and every once in a while I'll tune in. And it, I guess whatever this most recent season was, she was kind of watching the finale and thinking, Oh, I can't believe that this guy did this and stuff. I'm like, you know, this is all producer manipulation, but it's just, it, it always baffles me that people don't get that if somebody's portrayed negatively and it's a show where you're supposed to root for a winner, unless this is Survivor Amazon or something like that, you're not going to have the person portrayed negatively end up as the winner. And that's where I'm starting to get confused because I feel like with Ben gone, how is anybody but Shangela going to win this as far as uh, performance goes and everything? But yet Shangela just seems to be coming across like, you know, the, they're setting Shangela up to be oh, she's so unstoppable, but nobody really wants her to win. Or maybe that's just my read and the the fans are completely different. I do think, well, at the end of the day, RuPaul does declare the winner. So it's not some sort of tribal jury council. Mm -hmm. So everything has been predicted in seasons past, like all stars Two. This is how it went. Who knows what happens this season, but, but they finished filming. You know, I could yeah, yeah, no, this was all done. Yeah, a long so time by the time ago, they edit, know. they I mean, know who they want to be their hero and who they want to be their martyr and who they want to be their villain. Oh yeah, it's definitely like Survivor. It's not a Big Brother like continually yeah. going thing. But but I but at the end of the day, it is RuPaul's decision, mm-hmm. from what I'm guessing. So it may be a little bit of a toss up between some people because I, if it was based on their jury votes, I could see Shams like getting it because I think she's carried a lot of favor with some people. You know, she's worked on her managery management skills a little bit better than, say, some of the others. Shangela's the politician. But then the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. At which we will get reference to because Nancy Pelosi is mm-hmm. coming on this season. Politician. Um, anyway, um, yeah, we just got a lot of drama and I was kind of loving it. Um, I didn't really care for the Morgan, like, uh, well, you were a hypocrite. Like, I just thought it was like, all right, you're going too huh. much. This is a little too extra like i think it was too much obviously we get the payoff that ben felt so guilty that ended up bringing morgan back yeah uh but yeah it was definitely the pile on milk hour (laughs) (laughs) for the first hour of this entire thing Uh, and then we get the challenge that's going to be the two diva group i guess diva i don't know diva is always going to come up even if it's not the challenge kitty Uh, musical group oh go ahead pussy challenge kitty challenge (laughs) yeah the kitty kitty challenge with two competing groups um did you have anything to talk about with the whole po- uh, recording session or did you want to go right to the challenge because i don't have much to say other than trixie was making a wrong bad impression <laughs> on adam lambert um 
Yeah, and I kind of, I think you you do have to see the show. I almost feel bad because, well, yes and no. I mean, I feel bad because having watched the show, not even seeing Trixie on any other shows or not even being familiar with this show uh, prior to this season, I can already pick apart, oh, Trixie's joking. This is sarcastic. It's, it's you know, Trixie's sense of humor. But if you're doing, this is kind of like a professional thing you're doing, you know? Uh, we're going to take you into a real recording studio. You're going to work with a real, you know, artist or whatever. They're not going to know your personality. So Trixie probably should have known better than to try this dry sense of humor. Or maybe it, it will rub people the wrong way. Uh, if, if Trixie had, you know, been under the impression that Adam was this huge fan of the show and already knew his personality, that might have been different, but it, it wasn't the smartest move. But at the same time, like I, I what I liked about this was the team challenge part of it. And I think that uh, this is maybe why Trixie should have been more careful because you're going to be judged based on your... You're not judged by anything else. You're going out there as a group and they're going to pick the one in that group that didn't stand out. Now, the only one of the judges that's present for this part of it is Adam Lambert. So if you're rubbing him the wrong way, regardless of whether it's your sense of humor or not, you've just shot yourself in the foot. And I feel like if Adam had been familiar with Trixie's sense of humor... I don't know if Adam would have been in the bottom because maybe Adam, you know, even jumps ahead of uh, Ben uh, as far as like the, the the top two go as far as the personalities. Because I thought the the nymphomaniac mathlete was hilarious, but um, the team challenge itself is a great concept, and I kind of wish they'd done more of it this season. Uh, a couple other shows do this, like I know the two shows I compare this most often, even though it has nothing to do with you know uh, drag racing and. <laughs> dress up and lip syncing or whatever all these other things are um master chef and face off just because of the the concept and everything both those shows will do team challenges and i always love when they do that but to do like a full team challenge i wish that they would start the season like this and maybe we could get a, the first few episodes with team challenges because it gets people to work together and the the last few episodes have almost been like this is the challenge we're not really going to show you how the people are preparing for it we're not going to show you what they're putting into it. We're just going to present to you what they did. And this gave us an opportunity to see what everybody was doing and how they were developing their characters and also the input of somebody else. The only other time I think we had this was the diva challenge uh, where that guy was you know, working on a performance with them. But I kind of like this. I want to see a little bit of mentoring in this show and having two teams against each other. And yeah, one team gets the advantage and then you have to pick the best of those. And then the other team, you're picking the worst of those. Uh, the concept was great. And I like the recording stuff, uh, especially the people who failed at it. You know, like Ben did terrible and uh, Trixie didn't get it right away. And a lot, a lot of people didn't get it right away. And then some people like BB just hit the ball out of the park right away. And I'm like, where did that come from? BB's not a funny character. When did BB become funny? Yeah, it was interesting to see. I didn't really take too much from it just because I, I know that the performance obviously takes a little bit of precedence in terms of judging. Mm-hmm. And thank that's goodness a good point it did for Trixie. some people on here. <laughs> for everyone. <Yeah. laughs> um, but you were right about Trixie, like kind of shooting in the kind of shooting yourself in the foot with kind of messing up with one out of the five judges. Yeah. Like there's only five judges and you're already like messing up with one, like not starting off on the right foot. Um, but for some reason, you know, after this point, I was like, you know what? I had a feeling Colin's not going to like this episode. Ah. And, and that was before, obviously, all of the, uh, elimination drama started to surface. 
But I was like, you know, he's probably not going to be like this. They're going to talk about drama. I feel like he's not really there for drama. Funny enough, and... I really enjoyed this. Like, we haven't even given opinions on it, but I really enjoyed this episode. I did too, but I was just like, at some at this point, I was like, maybe Colin's not going to be a fan. It's just like, mm. I could see it dragging on for him and being like, all these references of people I don't know and people are... Oh, this episode could and... have easily been 10 to 15 minutes less. <laughs> <laughs> you always think the episode could be less except for the one that was less mm-hmm. and you're like it should have been longer <laughs> um, so we get into the performances where they have their characters I guess we can just run through the groups itself mm-hmm. I'll just mention what their characters were we have the eliminated five which had Chi Chi as the Cajun kitty Morgan as the Bimbo kitty Aja as the Banji kitty Thorgy as Cardio kitty and Milk as Milky kitty uh yeah, on the first glance, I thought this was really strong. And then I rewatched it and I was like, oh, it's kind of weak. No one's really doing mm-hmm. anything. They're just kind of standing. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed the performances of Aja and Morgan, I would say, out of the group. I didn't understand what Milk was doing and why Milk was wearing clear overalls. <laughs> um, and Chi Chi was wearing a space suit for some reason, despite being a Cajun. Unless that was tinfoil, and that was really clever. God, no Cajuns ever been to space? Chi-Chi's the first... Uh, is a pioneer in the in the sport. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Because I thought it was strong at first, but I obviously realized that it was a little bit weak. Um, yeah, I kind of thought it was weak right from the beginning. Um, it's It's sort of predictable. Again, these are all the people who have been voted out, and... Aja maybe is still fresh in the competition, but a lot of these people haven't done anything in who knows how long. They haven't had the chance to get to know what the judges are looking for, develop personalities and stuff. And there's also kind of a reason why they were voted out in the first place, especially in Chi-Chi's case, but um, maybe Milk too. But I didn't think any of these characters stood out, and that was the difference. And when this challenge started, I mean, I was enjoying the episode up until then, and when the challenge started, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of these ones where... You know, I'm just completely indifferent on the challenge and I don't get what anybody's doing and I don't get what we're supposed to be judging this on. The second group, I obviously, I was much more impressed with. But this one, I was right back to not knowing who anybody was. And the only one of these characters that really stood out for me was the Cardio Kitty, just because it looked hilarious, like this 80s exercise guru or whatever. But I couldn't have even told you it was... Richard Simmons. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I couldn't have even told you that it was Thorgy uh, until afterwards. Um and I think if if a memorable character like Thorgy, I can't identify Thorgy in a challenge. And this season has been Thorgy's season, even though Thorgy hasn't been on for you know four weeks or whatever. Then it's Although a problem. It gets talked about in every episode. Yeah, it, we're, we're and we're constantly getting the flashbacks and stuff like that. But yeah, I couldn't pick any of these people apart. The only note that I really made was uh, I have no idea who these people are again. And whoever did the splits is obviously the one who's coming back. Now this is why I was thinking that the judges were going to pick who replaces like, okay, whoever wins, they let's obviously the, the, the all-stars, the ones who are left are going to get to pick who goes home. But I thought the judges will pick who goes back in their spot. And that was this whole idea. The judges never got their say in the first place. That's the only thing that I think I'm not gonna say it would have made it more interesting. Cause we'll get to uh, this twist later on and what I think did work about it. But I feel like because the people got their choice, the contestants got their choice this would be a great opportunity where the judges can bring somebody back that maybe should have been there in the first place that they wouldn't have eliminated. And I don't even know who it was, but whoever did the splits was the one working to come back. Nobody else seemed to really care. 
Yes, and I would have agreed because that was Aja, and I was ah, definitely a fan. Um, <laughs> in terms of songs, I did think the song this one was better. Like the the words that weren't obviously there solo. Mm-hmm. I just thought that it had like a it was more funny dialogue. I feel like the second one was just casual pop more than this was like a humorous song. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, the other performances sold away. And we'll get to that, which is Trixie is the smart kitty, Kennedy Diva, Ben Gosh, Angela Sparkle, and BB Jungle, <laughs> which we will get to. Um, I was impressed with Ben's goth. I didn't think that that would actually do well, especially in a pop thing, like mm-hmm. in a Spice Girls remake, like that wouldn't sell. But it was so impressive. And Trixie's like IQ, the like math persona was really <laughs> clever. And I don't think I appreciated as much in the behind the scenes as I did like actually on the performance mm-hmm. and I thought it was really smart and I honestly thought that it would be Trixie and Ben I didn't think that BB was going to make it at all and I did not get jungle I thought like, it was great I got like French Parisian <laughs> like it's, like it's the translator well, I, or something like the thing that made it like jungle Simmish. was the growl he was talking in Simish yeah but the thing that made it jungle was the growl and that's the thing that you remembered from it right or, I don't know, maybe, maybe Rockatukatiki like Titty is something else in Jungle Talk. I don't know. I was not a fan, but obviously it was like, the judges loved it. They thought it was hysterical. I mean, it's kind of iconic now. Like, I just didn't think it was jungle. Like, I thought it was funny. I just didn't think it was a jungle theme. Like, all it was was just a, a leopard suit, and that was it. Obviously, you have a different opinion. Uh, well, I mean, I can't really argue whether I thought it was jungle or not. I just thought it was entertaining. Um, I mean, I thought the Trixie's mathlete thing was hilarious, but the Nymphomaniac thing's kind of lost on me when you see the performance. It just comes across like, you know, I have a high IQ. I don't even know if the mathlete thing was there. But it's just, it was really funny. I think part of the reason why it was funny is because BB's not really a funny character. I don't, I don't know if I've laughed at BB at all. I mean, BB's not bad, but I haven't really laughed at BB this entire season. Um, and even just the way it started, like the first time BB did that, that Rikitiki Takatuku Mishinoku or whatever, um, <laughs> the first time that he did that, and then there was just this long pause. He goes, what would that be? Like, it, like asking people, uh, I just came up with this sound. Tell me what that is. What is this? Does it sound like jungle to you? Like, BB didn't even know what BB was doing. Uh, and then as soon as you see it, like in the recording session, Adam's laughing like crazy and the judges are laughing like crazy. It's just kind of, I think BB took this long to discover BB's sense of humor. And that it is not in the same way of Trixie, but it is kind of dry and just weird. And all this other, like, the African grandmother character that was supposed to be on The Bachelorette or whatever, it, none of it really worked, but this kind of works. And I don't know, I, I just thought was, every time BB did anything, I'm just like, this is hilarious. And it was partly BB not trying so hard. It wasn't too over the top. And at no point was BB smiling. BB has this crazy look anyways that I think really worked for this, just looking crazy. I think one thing we've learned about BB is that no idea how to brand. Yeah. Like, last episode, it was the Achu soup, like, <laughs> which was like, what? Like, obviously, has no idea what to call things or what to to give it an identity, but obviously kind of can survive on the performance a little bit better. And I, I think the one problem I have with BB is that I think 
maybe sticks too much to this like African mm-hmm. identity. Yeah. Not like in terms of like physical identity, like obviously BB's very like from Africa and stuff, but like it was the African soup can, the African virgin mm-hmm. from the that bitchler thing. It was the the Lion King off Broadway performance in the very first episode. Like everything kind of comes back to that. And I'm just like, can we get something new? Like even though it was inspired by like negative events, Ben gave this incredible like goth performance that was nothing like what we expect. Mm-hmm. Like we got we've gotten different things from Ben every single week. And even something and I think what impressed me about Trixie most was that it was so different. It was not yes, it was like pink pink hair and bright, you know, colors that we associate with Trixie, but it was totally different. It wasn't it was like a ch- more cheerful thing. We associate, I kind of just think of Trixie as like this dry, like humorous yeah. person. You know, Trixie said identity, although the makeup obviously stays the same. It's the, the identity that changed. Whereas I feel like the people who didn't do well are the people who stuck to their thing. Like Kennedy and Shangela were just like there. They just mm-hmm. did. And I, I don't even remember, I can't remember what they said or did. No. At this point. So I was just like, okay, that's them. Like, cool but do something new like i think when we get something new fresh is when i'm like oh i'm impressed that that was really interesting and unique yeah and obviously the the fact that this group one was a little bit of a no shock uh what were your thoughts on um baby spice were you a big fan of the spice girls to excited to see her no oh i mean okay i i couldn't care less about the spice girls um jamie's a huge fan of the spice girls she has to constantly remind me which one is which i'm like i don't know i mean i know who mel b is i mean she's she's amazing because she's on america's got talent and she's hilarious but i don't know any of the other ones but um baby spice here so there was a a show during the summer i think it was on that was a singing competition to make a boy band and Jamie was watching this and she was one of the judges on it. And I swear, I, I, what, whatever five minutes here and there I saw of this show, I'm like, I absolutely hate this woman. Like she is the worst judge in the history of television. I don't know what it is. It's just something about her is just really annoying to me. And she was a lot better here than she was in the boy band show where she was a 40 year old woman who seemed like she was perpetually trying to get in the pants of 14 year old boys, which was really creepy. Uh, here she's not trying to get in anybody's pants. So it was a little bit better, but. I can't stand her. I was, oh. I mean, Adam Lambert was okay, but I mean, she brings nothing good to life whatsoever. What was, uh, what was close? Who was closer in age? Um, Baby Spice with these, uh, boy band children <laughs> or, uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman and Ben De La Creme's cougar character? Um, yeah, probably the cougar. <laughs> <laughs> There's maybe at least one decade removed there. Uh, but I mean, outside of that, just a couple of things to add on the, um, I guess the top five here, the all-stars in their competition. I mean, Trixie's was hilarious and it was different than I expected. Uh, Ben's really blew me away because you didn't see that coming when, when, when he was describing the goth girl, I'm like, okay, I get how this will be a good character. And then the performance starts in the recording studio. And like, I don't get what he's doing. I don't think he gets what he's doing. And then this came out of nowhere. I'm like, well, that was really good. And it was funny too, which it wasn't funny in the typical Ben way, kind of like you said. Uh, but I'll completely agree with you on Kennedy and Shangela. Shangela, I at least remembered. So I think that's the one difference here. But all I wrote was that Shangela did nothing different than we see Shangela do week in, week out. I don't get what the character was. 
it just seemed like another one of Shangela's outfits, another one of her performances. Uh, and with Kennedy, this challenge ended. And then when they were kind of judging everybody and Kennedy standing there and they're giving their comments, I'm like, wait, was Kennedy in that performance? Like, I don't even remember Kennedy being there. Like, Kennedy might as well have been on the, the, the throwaway castaway team. Like, I had no recollection of Kennedy whatsoever. Yeah, no, the, in, the, I think Kennedy was wearing a purple wig, getting, very much giving the purple edit to yeah. the, the performance, but maybe to their own credit, not to the uh, editing mm-hmm. board. But yeah, I just, that was so, some of them are so flat. And I just think when, it just seemed like they didn't try as much, you know? Or didn't know and how like, to, to, to make something different. Yeah, didn't know how to, you know, they know their branding, yeah. they know what their identity is, unlike BB. <laughs> So Can you hear Casper trying to break to into it. the room right now? Trixie, Trixie. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to take the mic over there, see if you can talk to him through the wall. I won't be able to hear you, but you'll be able to hear him. Hold on. Casper, is that you? Daddy! No, I'm the other one. Daddy. Okay, he's gone now. I'm coming back. Hold on. <laughs> I'm back now. Uh I'm glad we had that uh, on on field report. Yeah, he's still. This is almost like a horror movie right now. Like I can see the door moving. I can hear him trying to turn the doorknob. <laughs> it, it's the ghost of uh Dendela Creme is breaking in here. Doesn't like being called a quitter. Has possessed my child. Oh God! Uh, I guess just quickly before we get to the big finale. Throughout this, we get the making up scenes of, you know, Ben going to talk to Morgan and Milk trying to not really apologize, but be like, I didn't get it. Now I get it. And it's like, okay, did you have anything to add on this or? Um, just the strategy. Or did you not pay attention? No, I, I, I paid attention, but I mean, it's the strategy I want to talk about, um, in this backstage segment here. Because these castaways, they, um. I love the new title. Yeah, they, um, they all played it wrong if they want to come back. Now, granted, what this came down to was Ben just doing Ben's thing. So none of it really mattered. But at this point, when I'm watching it, you opened a door on your own? Yeah. Hey, Jamie, he opened a door on his own. Can you come take care of him? Casper, what do you have to say to listeners of RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> yeah, okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Alright, I'll I'll come out to put you to bed later, okay? Yeah. Alright, he's not happy. He knows how to open doors. That's the first trip. You just witnessed a twenty-two month old open a doorknob for the first time. We're breaking ground here on Breaking records on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, this is the first for the Oz Network. We also had, Rossi, I don't know if you remember this, but we had Casper's first on-air appearance at the end of a Survivor. This is completely off topic, but the end of a Survivor episode, our old Survivor Oz show. Uh, one of the last episodes I think we ever recorded where Jamie all of a sudden had to go to the bathroom. So she dumped Casper in my arms when he was like three weeks old. And I'm trying to wrap up the episode and he was quiet. And then he decided to start crying and he filled his diaper audibly on the air <laughs> in the final moments of our episode. Um, people go out there and find that. But yeah, you're, you're, you're here for all of his biggest moments, Rossi. What is it about you that he, he's drawn to? 
Um, I don't understand what the The possessed child just scared Rossi. Uh, okay, so the strategy, it was all wrong because when you have somebody who is able to give you that chance to come back, and it is about competition, and nobody really wants somebody to come back. I mean, if you're gone and you come back, they're like, this is just one extra bit of competition. I don't need this. You want to make it easier. And even these people are like, well, I'm going to, you know, vote for the person who had the worst performance or use my alphabet strategy or whatever Ben was doing. Ultimately, it still comes down to you don't want somebody that competitive and that good in the finale. And three out of these five people came out there and then like, I'm so hardworking. I really deserve this. I'm going to give it all I have. And I'm like, if I have the choice right now, I'm not bringing you back. I don't want to make this harder on myself. And there were two people who said, yeah, it's not the big a deal. Morgan was one, which is why I thought Morgan was chosen later on. Because Morgan's like, I really do want to come back. Um, if I don't, I'm okay with that. But if I do come back, I'll, I'll, I'll give it the best effort I have. And I'm like, that's smart. Because you want the less threatening person to come back. And then Chi Chi comes out and is like, yeah, you know what? I, it's my time to go. And I'm like, that's even more brilliant. Chi Chi's guaranteed to come back now. And that's what I, I would have godfathered this move and brought Chi Chi back right there. Get rid of the strongest and bring back Chi Chi. Of course, that's none of what Ben did, but it made the, I was really into this part of the episode because I'm like, how are these people sabotaging themselves by talking about how hard they're going to try in the next episode? Yeah, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but that seems to be the mentality of how you eliminate and bring back. If you prove that you are the best of the best, you are the toughest, you are the strongest, you are the, you can win all the immunities, you can, so all the costumes, mm-hmm. like, you are guaranteed a spot, like, which I don't know why, I mean, it's just the way that they've worked it out, but I do wonder if, you know, All-Stars 2, which kind of started this whole trend of, for the All-Star season, of, like, we're going to eliminate week, and like, if that didn't happen, would we still have this in this season? I do wonder, like, would it be different? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was kind of surprised to see that Morgan kind of toned it down toward the end of being like, yeah, you know, I'll just do what I can. I'm here to compete, but if I can't compete, whatever. And obviously that seemed like the best. I think Chi-Chi was being very genuine. <laughs> like the, I suck, but that's just me. I, I, I would have loved to have seen what would happen if someone's like, Chi-Chi, come back. They're like, no, don't, no, what? <laughs> no, no, you know what? Somebody give me the white out. This isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we need Whiteout on set, on hand at all mm-hmm. times. I wonder if it's going to be a, a Drag Race staple from now on. <laughs> Lipstick and Whiteout. Write your, your parting <laughs> message. Oh, God. That would be really rough to erase the Whiteout board mess. Anyway. Suck it, Shangela, and half of it is Whited Out. Or like a permanent, permanent marker dong yeah. on the wall. <laughs> So I guess we could talk about the lip sync now that we've kind of moved past the drama, unless you have anything else on what happened before they find <laughs> no, the climax. I, I want to move on to the lip sync. Okay. So we get a lip sync song that you know, and I don't remember. Some, no one's supposed to Nobody's be here by someone. Nobody's supposed to be here by Deborah Cox. My, have you, has my profile pic changed? No. It hasn't? It's still a Burning Man? Yeah, I don't know what you were doing at Burning Man, Colin, but it has not changed. Let me see if I can change this by the time this episode's over. I had such a good profile pick. This is so disappointing. Um, so I, I don't have much to add on the lip sync, to be honest. Oh, I didn't change the picture. All right. Well, 
It will be done by the time this episode's over. Um, Good quality <laughs> audio podcast. Yes. The, everybody out there listening can't wait to see my profile pic change. Um, yeah, so the only things I really have to add on the, the lip here, other than BB just being pathetic, was I think Ben really giving it his all, all of a sudden maybe realizing, hey, BB won this last week by doing nothing. Maybe I should try something here and started moving, which was the first time we saw movement in his whole challenge. And then BB says, I'll move too. I'll take part of my wig off, uh, which was just completely pointless. But I never saw that other season of this dramatic moment or whatever. But it's a song I want to talk about. And I'm not even that big of a, a, a fan of this song. I know of the song. I know who Deborah Cox is. The reason I'm excited is because this is this is the Canadian Whitney Houston we just listened to here. Um, Deborah Cox came out probably in the mid nineties in Canada and she wasn't like a huge, huge star. Uh, but she was like fairly successful. It was, it was like the Canadian attempt to come up with a Mariah Carey or a Whitney Houston. And I think her second album that came out is what this song was on. And it became like a huge hit. Uh, I just read before we recorded this episode, it spent like 14 weeks on the top of like the R&B charts, which was like the all time billboard record. So anytime a Canadian artist makes it big later on in their career, you know, anywhere else in the world. Canadians are always very proud of that. So uh, this is great. Deborah Cox, Canadian Whitney Houston, uh, second best song of the season just by default because she's Canadian. I'm, I'm going to try at some point to find this thing to show you about the the wig. But yeah, that oh, was You got obviously... nothing to add on Deborah Cox. You want to talk about the wig some more? No, I don't have anything. Okay, fine. I, I wasn't familiar with the song, but I was a fan of it. Um, I thought it was a cool song, better than what was Diana Ross. Yeah, that was yeah. I didn't love that one, but maybe I didn't love BB. But huh. anyway, I thought that this definitely a better lip sync. I think it was a, probably one of the more fair in terms of editing. Like I feel like we got equal balance of both. Yeah, we we people. we actually saw both contestants, unlike last week. Or the weeks before where it was so centered on one mm-hmm. person. But, um, yeah, I thought that was so weird when she just took off her wig and then just held it. And it was, like, in her hand the whole time. And I was like, are you going to let it go or are you going <laughs> to hold it? It's just really weird. Um, I although I thought I also thought it was really weird that we got, like, this poppy remix song while Ben was in full, like, her half goth look. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, this doesn't match, but... It didn't really match in the challenge either, so I was going to let it slide. Uh, and then we get the dramatic lip sync. Do you just want to talk about the twist since we've talked all about Ben's elimination, yeah. unless you had anything else to add? Yeah. No, I mean, the only other thing I really have to add is just, I, I don't know. I, you tell me what a fan's perception is of Ben leaving like this and also um, whether or not Ben has explained this anymore because a lot of times when this happens – uh, you got the Purple Kelly picture, you know, you get stories afterwards about, oh, there were things that didn't make the air and it could just be people trying to save face. But are there any other stories that have come out that wasn't shown on the air as to why Ben left or a, a better explanation of this? Not that I know of. It just seems very much like a, I can't deal with the elimination thing anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the impression I got was I can't really deal with the elimination anymore. I can't kind of like, that's not the kind of person I am. And it's just nothing in terms of that. Although I will say that in terms of, you know, RuPaul knowing, I feel like that was kind of obvious because they have to show the producer mm-hmm. 
maybe not RuPaul, but like a producer, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Just so you know, like, so no one's caught off guard. Like, like Jeff Probst reads the votes before he reveals them so he can order them and yeah, all that. Yeah, like, he's not shocked yeah. when it happens, like, and so, like, idols are played, like, he doesn't be like, oh, here's six votes for the one person, and then, oh, wait, you canceled out one vote. Yeah. Like, it's ordered, so yeah. Obviously, someone has to know that Ben did this to the lipstick. Yeah, lipstick. So there was a little bit of, kind of, signs for it, but nothing in terms of after the show now. Um, I, I, maybe things will surface later, but I don't. I, I don't know of anything. And then the exit. Are we going to talk about the exit? Oh, I didn't know if you had anything else. To oh say. no, I was, I was just wondering like, if you heard anything else. So obviously, we get. I guess we just break down the twist of having the top two of the winning team bring someone back, but also then eliminate eliminate someone that wasn't in the top two. I thought it was okay. I do wonder, wonder, ah, I do wonder what would have happened if the other team had won. Obviously, with their performance, there was no chance of that happening, but I don't know. It would have been interesting to see if, you know, they had to lip sync and compete, and then the winner of that would have just had to eliminate, or if RuPaul had decided to say, you know what, hey, Aja, you're safe, or with Orgy, or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to come back and then do the elimination. I also thought it was weird that there were three, like, no one was safe. Just like the straight top and bottom yeah. of the of the team, or your takes on the whole twist itself. Well, like I said, I when I heard about this, I kind of expected the judges would have their choice now, um, which I still think is probably the fairer way to do this. But with the way this played out, with how dramatic you know Bendelcrum's exit was, you can't really complain. Um, but I, I think this just opened up. You know, such a great opportunity for a big Godfather type move that didn't really happen. I wonder how many people there really would have been willing to do that. And is this one of these things where the producers are, they're almost begging the people, Hey, give us some drama. And obviously, you know, we got a little bit this week in a different way, but it it would have been a great opportunity. Like, can you imagine you have the opportunity to eliminate Shangela and Shangela hasn't, this is the only time this season, you know, there is no opportunity for this person to come back. So you take out, you know, the the top gun at this point, and then you bring back the weakest competitor, bring back Chi-Chi. Like, that would have been hilarious to do that. And you know Chi-Chi's probably going to be gone next week, but, you know, who knows. But I think the way that Ben played this, in a way, if if the whole idea was, oh, well, uh, he's still endearing to the audience or whatever, then it worked because him his excuse for bringing Morgan back made sense. It's... Morgan didn't have a shot in the first place. And I can kind of get behind that because there's always somebody who leaves early in these things where you think, you know, they've only had one week to judge them on. And there's so many people who get eliminated, you know, five episodes in and they're judging them based on their entire performance, like Chi Chi, you know, or people that they keep around like Shangela, where it's like, well, Shangela was too strong to eliminate. So to bring somebody back who's gone in week one, it's at least fair uh, whether or not Morgan's going to do anything after this, I don't know. If, if Morgan goes on to win this and people are all of a sudden upset at Ben for doing this because somebody only had to compete in like three episodes and then wins the whole season, I don't know. But uh, it, it played out in a completely different way than it could have. I think it could have worked either way. I kind of want to see a show like this where somebody just goes all Boston Rob and, you know, brings the weakest back and gets rid of the strongest. One thing to note is since we're recording this so late... 
we know a little bit of a preview of next episode. And BB says, out of respect for Ben, she does not want to reveal her lipsticks. Oh, as in, in a as in like doesn't want to show the others right. like, hey, I was going to save so and so, and I was going to eliminate so and so, which you have talked about before. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. And this is the one week that I'm like, I really want to know. I don't care mm-hmm. about the others. This is the one that I want to know the most. And it's a little bit of a. Letdown, I mean, it should have been Kennedy. I think. <laughs> is there really any other yeah. choice? Yeah, <laughs> especially if you don't remember yeah. someone's challenge. <laughs> uh. And that's about it. Oh, we have to rank, rate, rate, yes. rate, rate, rate. Uh, since you were talking high, I'll let you go first. Um, how many episodes since this season are we? This is the six. Yeah, so I said it. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I said at the beginning, and this is our seventh one we've done, including the random episode we did last summer. I said at the beginning, I don't know if this is the type of show that I would ever buy. Um, it's an interesting thing to cover, but will I ever get past a rent it? I love pretty much everything in this episode, even the things where I was like, what are you doing? You know, this is, this could have gone so much better and you're just up and quitting, but I still enjoyed it and it all felt different to me. And I really wasn't bored at any point during this episode. So I'm going to break from my original prediction of the season and say, I'd actually buy this episode. Wow. Buy just as shocking as the elimination is Colin's buying of this episode. And if you rent it, I, I have to take over as host because... Uh... Oh man, I was going to bid <laughs> it. No, I'm going to buy it as well. I think this is two buys for me. Because I think I bought the first one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this was a good episode all around. Like, like all the, the good stuff was good and the bad stuff was mm-hmm. good. Like the there was like no like oh okay even though you think the episode could have been five ten minutes less it was still great. This one I I was I was okay with the length of this one I wasn't happy when I started playing the episode I'm like oh it's another hour long one oh but uh, well I guess hour and a half but without commercials but I wasn't bored so yeah so I mean I was happy with the length of this episode. I was, I was like surprised to see it long but I was like with them coming back mm-hmm. I think we had to expect it um and we're back to the final five again a new one <laughs> yeah who would have thought that this would be the final five given the way the season started um but that's it for us this week can i ask a question before Stay we tuned. go though oh go ahead so is next week the finale or we i guess we have two episodes left at this point okay so we have two proper things and then it's gonna probably be a reunion episode because I saw, I guess that the next season starts in two weeks already. So we basically have this episode airing tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. And then we'll have the finale the following week, I think. And then the new season starts like the very next week after that. Yeah, there's no break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they did not. And they, they already released the cast and everything. So it's like really crazy. Um. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to mention. This episode broke records. This was the most tuned in episode of RuPaul's Drag Race in history. With millions <coughs> of people tuning in to watch it. Um, and they didn't know how it was spoil- going to end. It was just the interest of who's uh, Maybe out. some spoilers were out mm-hmm. there. Because obviously some people had been aware. Obviously it's pre-recorded. 
so people do know how it kind of turns out. So maybe that was a part of it, but it was definitely the it was definitely like a ratings bonanza. And I guess we could see why. Yeah. Uh, a double buy. Um but yeah, that's it unless you have any questions now. No, um my Casper's back for the finale, so you want to wrap it up? Okay, um stay tuned other things movies. Uh, I'm Rossi and uh you can solve for X with me. And my name is Daddy, Daddy. You have anything to say, Casper? Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.